You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome, everyone. It's been a long time since the last Liz in Detroit show, but I'm happy to say that this is show 26. So we were gone for a while, but not forever. So again, welcome back to Liz in Detroit. And again, you can reach out to me via cell phone, 313-617-2699, as well as my Facebook, Liz in Detroit, Instagram, Liz in Detroit, Twitter, Liz in Detroit. It's all easy to get me, Liz in Detroit. And I want to do a throw out to my new marketing team, Milo the Detroit. I'm very excited to be able to send this link to help promote my brand so much better. Um, today is a great day only because, yes, I'm back on the show, but um, because I have great guests that are in the show today. So we're going to start off with an introduction to my guests, Will Marshall and Aaron Padden, talking about a great new Detroit-based product called Deo. Um, and they're special just because it's great to have a new business when I've been away for so long to not only talk about what great things are still happening in the city of Detroit on a local as well as soon-to-be national level. Global. 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 Um, but yeah, just you know, talking about how how great people are looking at starting great new businesses here in the city of Detroit. So, without further ado, Will Marshall, Aaron Patton, welcome to the Liz in Detroit podcast. Hello, guys. How are yeah. you? Hey there. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. You know, I this is not only great for me to showcase great new things in the city, but I, I also want to help promote you guys in any way possible. So, really, I want more people to know about how this great venture came to be, you know, kind of like a little bit of background on you guys and where things are going and especially talk about the great growing pains starting on this business on your own because you're really doing this full-fledged business on yourself, you know, mm -hmm. yourselves sure. totally. without a whole lot of support. So it's great. <laughs> yes. So and we want to tell people about how they that, how that's actually possible. So this is a good way to lead into that. So please give us a little background, how, how you guys came to be who you are. I'll go ahead and get started yeah. with very simply who I am. Mm -hmm. Again, my name is Aaron, and I'm actually originally from Houston, Texas. I grew up in Texas, went to school at University of Texas at Austin, and ended up moving to New York City shortly thereafter to work in the fashion industry. So I worked at a few different places when I was there. I was at InStyle Magazine, Bergdorf Goodman, as well as uh, Lord & Taylor. Um, yes. I did a few other places, and we can get into that later. Um, however, you know, those experiences really opened me up to the, the world of creativity uh, design, as well as uh, did a lot of marketing, digital marketing, and um, 
while I was there, you know, felt like something was missing and wanted to, to do more and ended up going to grad school at Harvard. So I got my master's in public policy and business <laughs> and, um, and wanted to, um, you know, while I was there, I studied, you know, race, urban poverty, entrepreneurship and wanted to dig deeper into business and not just kind of the surface level going into G General Electric or Goldman Sachs and, sure. you know, making a lot of money. It was to me more about having impact in my community. And while I was in school, I actually did a couple summers living and working in Brazil. And I lived in Rio, um, worked with startups there, uh, worked in the favelas uh, with women and, uh, you know, entrepreneurs there in, in the favelas. And that led me to discovering opportunities in the States where I could have that same sort of impact, which uh, brought me to Shinola of wow. all places. I did not know that. Yeah. And so I ended up doing, um, it was uh, Shinola's first year of operation, my internship there. And that's when I was first in Detroit, first in the Midwest. And I fell in love with the city. And um, I didn't end up taking a, a full-time position with Shinola. However, I did come back to work at the Kresge Foundation. And working at Kresge was amazing. It was an opportunity to um, uh, not only work in the executive office, I was chief of staff to the CEO. However, I got to be deeply networked in the communities here and ended up uh, leaving my fellowship role at Kresge to work at Pony Ride, which is a nonprofit based here in Detroit that focuses on creative and social entrepreneurs, which essentially inspired my journey to create and launch my own business. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But okay, so Will, please go in to tell us a little bit how. Sure. <clears throat> Will Marshall is my name, guys, again. Um, Born and raised in Detroit, Detroit native. Um, went to college at Youngstown State. Well, let me start and reverse a little back. Uh, <laughs> went to Brother Rice High School to nice. all my alumni out there. Um, I went to Groves. I oh, really? This. Yeah, I was right down the street down from the street. you. Yeah, right yeah. down the street from you. So, mm -hmm. uh, definitely a Brother Rice warrior mm -hmm. at heart. Um, went to Youngstown State University, uh, played football there. We were, uh, fortunate enough to win three national championships when I was there, Division One AA. Um, from nice. there, that propelled me, uh, after I graduated. Um, and PR advertising from Youngstown State, which was uh, an awesome degree. I love my professors. I think about it all the time. But um played professional football in Canada right out of college. Lived mm -hmm. over in Calgary, Alberta. Um, love Canada, by the way. Uh, if it wasn't so far from home, I probably would have had dual citizenship. Sure. <laughs> but also, uh, at the same time, I wanted to pursue my uh, career in the NFL. So I came back to the States, had some opportunities. The Lions, Detroit Lions brought me in for a couple workouts, um, Chicago Bears. Um, but at that time, because I was five foot ten, you know, short receivers like Wes Welker and the Amandolas and all those guys weren't really popular then. Mm -hmm. So kind of had to fight the hard road, but that's kind of what helped build my character. So I played arena football, which was really at the time, it was awesome because they were on national TV. They made really good money as well. I mean, six figures is, is what it is. Yeah. Um, so my point is it let me flourish as an athlete. But at the same time, it got me thinking about, well, wow, you know, football may not be forever. Yeah. Um, well, I ended up playing 12 years professionally, which was awesome. So it did last a while for me. Um, but at the same time, it, it propelled me to start my uh, personal training company with a specialty in aquatic therapy before I retired to let that money pay for my business. Sure. Because so many times you see guys, and I didn't want to be one of the stories where, you know, this guy had so much success, but then after he retired, he kind of had nothing. Yeah. Um, so I've been a frugal guy. Thanks to my mom. I was always that guy in college who she said, walk by the credit card guys. Don't get that <laughs> credit card. They're going to give you all this money and you're going to be sorry. So, so smart. So smart. <laughs> Love my mom. Um, but 
with all that being said, I was smart with my money and invested into my aquatic therapy company. And right now, um, I started in Atlanta, Georgia, where I was at at the time. But then um, I lived in Denver, Colorado for so long. I um, there too. Yes, Jeez. Denver is awesome. It was As you know, exactly. Nice. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. See, that's awesome. So uh, I fell in love with Denver. I was there for 10 years. When, um, it was the best kept secret at the time. When were you there? Um, from 2004 until I'm still there. I have property there. Sure. Um, but as far as actually getting there 2004 until 2012. Um, you but, saw but, a whole in, other version. I was there in, from 90 to 96. Yeah. So that was like the other, the transformation of all things good in Denver sure. and development. Wow. It, it was amazing. And Denver is, uh, it's still growing. I mean, yeah. right now it's probably right behind Silicon Valley as far as real estate. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really popular. So, mm-hmm. um, well, in between there, obviously I played for a couple of teams. So, but yeah. still my main property was in Denver and that was my home, um, outside of Detroit. Um, well, lo and behold, left Denver and, uh, went to Phoenix, uh, right after there to start the second part of my company. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my personal training company is called Mojo Fitness. It stands for Making Objectives Joint Opportunity. So I started the second part of it, um, in Phoenix. Um, at the time I was working for the Phoenix Suns, I decided to use my degree and the Suns kind of brought me in to work with them for a second. Um, but I realized every other household had a pool in their backyard. Yeah. So it was like a gold mine for aquatic therapy and I had to make a business decision and ended up starting the second part of my company. Um, and then I said, well, why not start a third part back home in Detroit in 2013-14 time-ish? And that's kind of when me and Aaron bumped into each other and met and our spiritual uh, relationship began and it's been a I blessing. I was there when that started. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> it's been a blessing ever since. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, okay, coming full circle now, when you guys met, how did you come across this business? Deo. Yeah, like so Deo actually started before we had a business. Mm-hmm. And Deo, uh, I'm not sure if you even know, but it's an acronym for Defy All Odds. And it really represented our uh our experiences, our perspectives, and who we were and who we identified ourselves as being. And that was free spirits that were, you know, challenging the status quo and really uh, trying to do our best to make our uh, impact and blaze our own trail in this world. And so Deo was something that we would just call our own planet, if you will. It's a place yeah. that we, we, you know, we, we just wanted to engender and create. And so when we started doing the hair product, which started from my, my own personal journey, and, and I say my Deo journey began uh, a little over 10 years ago. And it was actually when I was at my first uh, job in New York City, and I was working for a top fashion company, and I wasn't there very long. Um, after working there for a few months, you know, I had just done the, the big chop is what they call it. And I had my hair in a short curly afro. And I was, um, you know, thought was living my best life. Mm-hmm. And my manager told me very straightforwardly that my hair was inappropriate for the work environment and violated company policies. And it was an experience that I didn't expect to have at 22 years old at my first job in New York City. Um, especially in the fashion industry, you know, I thought you would expect it like an accounting firm or like something where, you know, people are, you know, I mean, the police department, but not at a fashion company. And I uh, quit the job the next day. 
And it ended up being a little bit of a setback for me, you know, having come to New York, moved my whole life there. Um, all my peers are working at top companies, making lots of money. And here I am kind of now kind of twiddling my thumbs, trying to find my way at, at a boutique. And where's my next move? Because I wasn't accepted for who I was and had chosen, you know, to, you know, stand my ground and, and really say that I want to be at a place that accepts me for who I am. And, you know, of course, I, you know, I, I, quickly learned to assimilate and, you know, started straightening my hair, started, you know, in many ways changing who I was so that I could be accepted, uh, not just in the workplace, but in the in my greater social environments, because, you know, it's very competitive in New York. And even going to a school like Harvard, you know, it's very, you know, elitist mm-hmm. and in many ways classist. And I, I can go on and on, you know, about it. It's great experience. However, it's, you know, it definitely takes a strong person to know who they are in order to make it through. And at those times, I just, I wasn't that. And so when he and I met, I was going through sort of the, these um, realizations Mm -hmm. in many ways, and I wanted to get back to who I was. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up just cutting my hair off all again. And, (laughs) And this was about two years ago. And, you know, through that journey, I was like, okay, well, what do I do? How do I take care of my hair? What is this like? You know, will my company at the time Kresge accept me? You know, will my coworkers accept me? And, and, you know, being in a city like Detroit, it's very unique. It is, a you know, as, as everyone knows, a, a majority uh, minority city. Yes. It's incredibly culturally diverse. And so the acceptance here is much greater than you would find in most places around the country, um, little to people's you know, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it was the perfect opportunity for me to be exploring this sort of identity here because people accept you for who you are. And um, so Will was very receptive and um, and and collaborative with me in this journey. And so that's how the product making began very simply and humbly in our bathroom. And um, we were able to be connected to a chemist that helped us to really, uh, I guess, professionalize this, this formula and this product. And, uh, and we decided to do that because we were getting approached by so many folks, especially well, me specifically. And one story I like to share is we were literally walking down the target aisle and women walked up to me and were just like, how, how do you get your hair like that? What do you use on your hair? And they literally had products in their hand, yeah. like staring at me. And, you know, I, I like to say that it's, yes, on one level, it's the hair. But on another level, it's just how do I actually do this? Like, how do I really, you know, for many black women transition from wearing a straight, a largely, you know, European looking hairstyle yeah. to wearing something that's more traditionally, you know, African. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's definitely something that's cultural and um, and that's very deep rooted in our community. And that was how it began. Mm-hmm. Very simply. And, you know, from there we were, I mean, obviously Will is my partner and he's bald and he's a man. <laughs> so we knew that if we wanted to really bring him into the business, we had to think bigger than sure. just black women. Yeah. It had to be also men. It had to be also men with not ha- with no hair. And so why not also think about people with straight hair or wavy hair or, you know, other types of hair and other backgrounds? What about children? And because, you know, Will has children. And so we, and we're a family-oriented business. So that's really how our business grew. It was from our own personal experience, our own personal desires, and then our, our willingness to defy all odds. Mm-hmm. So in bringing this all together like creating the product line you said you aligned with a chemist like what 
then, I mean, now that you have product that you just had a launch, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Of your first product line? Sure. Yep. Um, how, now, how did it work from a business standpoint to get all this together? So you've got the chemist, you've got the products that you're creating, but actually put this into like an assembly line creation where you can actually offer it out to the general public. Like, how did that work? So pretty much what we did was, um, and I, let me just go back a little bit and kind of uh, piggyback off what Aaron said. The first thing we did in the bathroom was say, hey, um, we have to start with hair health first. Mm-hmm. Um, if we make the follicles healthy, um, the hair will grow healthy. Right. Um, as she mentioned, I'm bald head, but the same ingredients we use in our first product is what we place in our scalp conditioner that's getting ready to come out. Um, but my point is um, I have healthy follicles. I don't have discoloration. I don't have razor bumps. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep my head clean. All that is a process, but yes, um, it starts with hair health. Mm-hmm. So we made sure that our our product made sure that it was almost like a multivitamin. Her hair flourished and grew so quickly, um, almost Chia Pet-esque. <laughs> I mean, literally because of um, the hair health of the follicles and just um, obviously she got the manageability, the shine, the moisture, everything she wanted. Mm-hmm. But again, her hair was healthy. Yeah. So from there, we went and resourced the materials. Um, our key ingredients were everything. We had. We said to ourselves, together, these key ingredients, they form what we call a super vitamin. That's mm-hmm. kind of our secret sauce in a way. Um but but my point is we made sure that in our manufacturing facility, they had everything we needed. And if they didn't have it, um, we were sourcing out those perfect materials or perfect raw materials to make sure they were implemented in our product. Once that happened, um, we had to source the packaging, find that, which was a little meticulous, but that's that's kind of my job. I look, I, I enjoy finding the the max for the minimum in regards to price and quality. Um, sure. That's the Detroit Emmy, I would say. Yeah, of <laughs> you know what I mean? We harder. <laughs> yes, we that's the Detroit harder. Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that also being said, we were able to um, find really good raw. I'm sorry, really good packaging, mm-hmm. um, unique packaging. Yeah. One of the biggest com- compliments we get from other people in the business is, "Wow, I love your packaging. That's really yeah. awesome." Um, obviously, the product is good, but the packaging is something. Right. That's going to lure in customers who don't know Big about part us. Of it. That's yep. a huge part mm-hmm. of it. So there, from there, um, the shipping, um, and then outside of that part, um, and Aaron does really well at this. It's the word of mouth, letting people know about right. it. The branding. Um, right. Even though I have a PR advertising background, she has a marketing background. Together, I mean, combined. You know, two brains are really good. Yes. Um, some people frowned upon couples maybe getting to a business in the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, but we always. You know, hashtag defy all odds. Yeah. Um, mindset wise, said no. Two brains are better than one. Teamwork makes the dream work, and communication is very key. We mm-hmm. are very good communicators. That's what makes our you know personal relationship work. Okay. So yeah. you know, good and bad. Hey, we just want to know we can communicate. We can work through it. Um, something else we realize in this production process, the fulfillment process, we both ha- both have our own ideas a lot of times they align but sometimes they may be different mm-hmm. um well we've incorporated both and meaning that both of our ideas ideas can kind of merge together and we can make it one ideal somehow let's just figure out how to do that yeah. so with all that being said that works through a lot of the kinks and um you know kinks in the armor that may happen during the production the fulfillment um to end up making a very smooth process mm-hmm. what doors have been opened for you now like what opportunities have you had now that you had your first launch, like, cause I know the last time we spoke, there were some important meetings that were occurring regarding possible. Can you even talk about that? I cannot. <laughs> okay. However, I'm so I, excited then. Cause but, that's a good thing. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> so so I can just tell you that 
the floodgates are opening for us. It's not just doors. Like yeah. we thought we'd have to crawl through windows, you know, break sure. some locks. We we were ready, <laughs> you know. Right. But you know, we've really been welcomed with open arms, and you know, I've been even just told that by multiple people that the stars have aligned for us, and you know, it just feels good and we feel so blessed because we've put in the work yeah. and we deserve it yeah. and so it just uh you know and, th- and that's what we have to continue to remind ourselves is that as long as we work hard and we stay focused yeah. that these that the right opportunities will present themselves to us so you know i can i can say that we are actively looking um at investors okay. to um support our growth because we are at a at a place where we believe that we will explode <laughs> very soon and we want to be prepared. Yeah. You know, it's the worst, I think, to have a good brand, a good product and high demand and not be able to meet it. If anything, right. I think that would be very, if there was a disappointing thing about the business, that would be the most disappointing for us. And so we want to make sure that we have all the resources in place and we have the capacity to sustain whatever sort of demand that we will have coming down the pipeline. Where is the production right now for the products? Is it local? No, it's not local. Okay. We are well domestic, but not yeah, local. Um, it. we're, it's in the Midwest. It's in the Midwest, yeah. though. Oh, that's great. Definitely no, in the Midwest great. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's close by, uh, and that's kind of our goal as well: is to manufacture here locally in Detroit as mm-hmm. well. Everything else takes place here. Um, you know, why not have our manufacturing facility here? Yeah. And the good thing about that is, as we scale, we'll be able to actually, you know, grow the business in that way, and, and possibly have a, a, a local manufacturing facility. And the way it's looking now, we'll be able to do that a lot sooner than we thought. Mm-hmm. That's so fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And what's the time frame? Like from the start, you said, okay, you said Deo wasn't something that began for you 10 years ago. But for this actual product, <laughs> like really, what has been the realistic time frame of getting all this together to then your launch? How, what it's, are we talking about? It's been about four months wow. since we hit the live button on our website. We did that in December. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been, you know, since then. And of course, we had to do some groundwork, you know, setting the stage for the product development, sure. you know, building the brand packaging, you know, starting, I would say, about a year, a year ago, mm-hmm. a little over a year ago. Um, and that's been sort of the trajectory so far. However, you know, like I said, the 10 year ago, you know, yeah. tra- tra- journey has been the personal one. Yeah. However, the business journey has been a very short lived one. Mm-hmm. However, we believe that it will grow quickly. Definitely. As far as um, the the draw. So you said you've had doors, not just windows open up for you. What do you think has been the big draw for this company and the growth that you've an interest you've seen in it? Has it been a lot? based on like your, the two of you, like what you actually bring to the table, does that mean a whole lot in addition to obviously, you know, the success of the product itself? But how do you think that has a big play and and where, where you're being propelled? I think it's, um, I think it has a lot to do with us for sure, because Mm -hmm. with anything you sell yourself, um, I don't care if I was, you know, selling, you know, a Lamborghini, but if I was a jerk, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You'd be apprehensive on buying. Um, all that being said, besides selling us um, and the product working really well, um, it's a unisex product. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody can use it. Mm-hmm. Um, like she said, it's, it, it's, we believe that God put everything on this earth um, already as far as ingredients. We just had to find the right combination, and we did that. So now it's for hair. Yeah. That's how we were. That's how we figured out it's not only good for you know her I, and I, um, but you know children, you know adolescent boys, mm-hmm. um, and these weren't, um, I guess, us going to these parents and say try these on your kids. Sure. These were parents just saying, "Hey, I tried it on my kid, and it works wonders." Yeah. Um, and that was something that we saw right away. But that's huge, and that breeds word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and then word of mouth equals the sales. Mm-hmm. So now that we've actually pushed forward and, you know, actually put marketing um, dollars into some things and, you know, really amped up our social media um, and sold more bottles, you know, it's kind of like lighting a match, um, you know, and kind of catches fire. Yeah. I'd also like to add that I think it's our messaging and maybe I'm biased because I'm, you know, you know, leading the brand and, and, and marketing vision. However, we just we're nominated and are going to be receiving an award tomorrow from what? the Venture School, mm-hmm. um, and it's called the Spirit of Detroit Entrepreneurship Award. Mm-hmm. And we are a four-month-old business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think what really resonates with folks is our messaging around owning your identity, around defying all odds, around being and accepting who you are uniquely mm-hmm. and the differences that make you you. And I think that really is, has resonated at least with this team. And mm-hmm. I think broadly, you know, with our with our following because this is what people need in this day and time is to be able to love who they are, accept who they are and be in places where they can feel like they can be them, their full selves. And, you know, I always go back to the story that I had 10 years ago because I was in a place that did not accept me mm-hmm. and I did not feel like I could be my full self. And it hindered my growth. It hindered my development. It hindered my creativity. And thus, you know, led me to a dark place. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially where people are if they're not their full selves. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be able to inspire that in others, in our messages, in our brand, in our products. And so I think that's really what resonates with people. And that's all. That's great. Um, I mean, that was a great segue for what I wanted to say also, which is, you know, we're more than just hair. Mm-hmm. You know, as she mentioned earlier, we're, we're mind, body, and hair. Um, we, we, teach meditation. Um, she's taught a couple classes at some hair fests and talked about meditation and talked about overall wellness. Um, they'd say a lot of times when people are not doing well in life emotionally, their hair starts to thin. Yeah. Um, conversely, when a woman's pregnant or whatever, her hair, right. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when a woman's pregnant, you know, her hair nails grow because maybe her hormones and she's feeling happy and so on and so forth. Well, we try to teach that you don't have to be pregnant yeah. <laughs> for your hair and nails to grow like that. Yeah. You can feel good inside. You can do the right thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, not to be cliche, yeah. but it's more about overall well-being and that adds to um, a nice crop of hair at some time or a smooth head right. if you don't have hair. Right. Um, but all those things play a part and go together. So she mm-hmm. was right on with that. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge personal balance, which, you know, again, with what I strive for in, in, in my everyday life with work and how I approach working with clients is this whole thing. It's like it's beyond just this physical dwelling itself that you're working on, you know, that you're, you, you're, you're supplying these clients with, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, you're getting to know so many different aspects of these individuals that are making them, um, 
or, or allowing them to find this choice that is going to be a very big part of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their house, sure. you know, and how all of that comes together. It's mm-hmm. so important sure. of like finding that whole balance, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes you can really tell if it's going to work or not. <laughs> yes. You know, like I hope this will stay for two years. I hope they'll want this for a while, but it's like, you know, you know it's like a full life circle, sure. yes, a full man. life yep. lesson yep. Right. and how all of that works. Totally. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to ask, so you've got this business and you're you're doing it more so than grassroots. You're doing it right out of your own residence, right? Dining room headquarters, yeah. <laughs> Dining room headquarters, <laughs> totally. Hey, good tax break on that. <laughs> yes, it is. You can write off an entire square footage. Yes, yes you know. Yeah. Well, I know it's, um, as you said, you, you were brought to Detroit and I didn't even realize you were brought to Detroit because of Shinola. But now, do, do you see... And you've originally from here. Mm-hmm. Do you see that this is a growth that you want to maintain within the city? Like, do you see this extending to the areas in which you have your businesses too? Or do you want to be proud that this is like a Detroit-based business? No, like, totally. We see mm-hmm. this spreading. Yeah. Um, I wanted to obviously always be um, remember for being Detroit-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- hopefully our website will maintain theodetroit.com. Uh, but with that being said, we want obviously to spread because we want to share not just in the United States, but globally, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we ship out of the country already. Wow. Um, we had an influx of um, followers recently from out of the country um, on our social media, which means that word of mouth is spreading there also, which is a good thing. And we yeah. were actually high fiving about that because mm-hmm. those are small wins that we appreciate. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm a Detroit native yeah. and we are. We are very happy to grow with the city as the city's coming back. That's what I tell a lot of my buddies that have moved away. It's sure. like, man, you need to come back home and do a lot of the good that you're doing elsewhere. I'm not yeah. saying don't do it, but if you can, you know, lend a hand back home right. because, you know, once you come back, uh, maybe 10 years from now, you're going to wish you put a foot in here somewhere right. to be a part of what you're witnessing. And right. that's where I try to um, emphasize it to a lot of, a lot of the guys. And I'm most thankful for them when I came back home. Um, and everything happens for a reason because one thing I didn't talk about earlier, mm-hmm. one thing that made me pursue starting um, the third branch of my personal training company here was because my mom was ill at the time. Thank God she's great now. Um, but that originally brought me home and said, Hey, you know what? I've been living away for so long, you know, you know, kind of a wake up call. Let me go spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, obviously I met Aaron and we were able to propel our relationship and ended up starting this great business together. Um, but still, I started to see slowly but surely Detroit doing what it's doing right now. Yeah. And I said, wow, I'll be darned if I'm not part of this. And I'm a diehard Detroiter. Everywhere I go, people, you know, know I wear Detroit on my sleeve yeah. um, in a good way. Yeah. And, you know, it's just one thing. And it's not just me. It's a lot of people that are from the area. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I totally plan on letting it, uh, wanting it to flourish and it is, but for, first and foremost, we want to make sure we take care of home. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's kind of our ambition. Are you- and, and for me, um, I'm not from here and I actually yeah. moved to Detroit with that explicit goal. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur when I finished from business school. I knew that it would have been incredibly difficult if I went to a city like New York or a city like San Francisco, uh, one for the cost of living uh, two, because it's completely saturated with incredibly talented and uh, highly resourced individuals. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to go to a place where I could have a chance in many ways. And I, sure. and I felt like Detroit was a blue ocean. Mm-hmm. There were, at the time... A few startups and a few entrepreneurs. However, it was not anywhere near, you know, what you see in, in these major, major um, urban centers like New York and San Francisco. And I also, you know, knew that it was a place that 
supported and had a community for this entrepreneurship. Like I said, I was working for Pony Ride and I was working at Kresge and met several other organizations like the Build Institute, which we were part of, as well as G-Beta, which we were a part of, as well as Endeavor. And these are all great resources that support entrepreneurs and that have supported us to date. And so I, I knew these things going in. So for me, it was a very intentional move to Detroit to start my own business and ended up doing it with Will and having a great partner, which is even better. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Build Detroit. So what capacity did you get involved with them to propel so we joined the Build Institute as students. Mm-hmm. So they host what are called business boot camps. Mm-hmm. And we took, uh, I believe, a six or eight week course. Mm-hmm. And we always call it, consider it our couples counseling. Mm-hmm. So it was a great way for us to learn how to work together, to create together and operate as business partners as opposed to you know, you know, lovers are, you know, you know, and so, and life partners is, you know, what we like to call each other. And so we really needed that grounding and also being in a community of other entrepreneurs was so inspiring because we were all adults, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, all with other obligations, many obligations, considering that other people had families, et cetera. And we were still making this conscious and concerted effort to build and, and ideate and create our own business. And that's not something that you generally find even at a business school environment because oftentimes in business school you're being prepared to work for an organization Mm -hmm. not creating an organization and so the Build Institute really let laid that foundation for us and helped us be able to apply to a program like G-Beta, which is a local accelerator mm-hmm. for small businesses that are trying to incubate and grow. And so it just was, we believe, the first step in, you know, on the ladder of, of success. What's in the plan right now of this of this product line? Like, what do you plan on introducing that is like, you know, future and plans for this? Because I see, you know, this emphasis on this holistic approach to um, inside and out of the individual and especially with your background in aqua therapy, like ways to bring that in with your current business and practice as well, like how you um, plan on integrating that. So you have any ideas on things that you'd like to Sure. Products well, you'd like to create in line well, with that? That's a great question. Um, and right now we've already incorporated um, our natural, which is our first product, mm-hmm. um, into, I would say, uh, my business in a way. So obviously uh, I'm with a lot of clients that are in the water um, all the time and mm-hmm. getting out of the water, they have to shower. Mm-hmm. Well, male, female, regardless. Um Afterwards, they have to usually go to work or go home, but they tend to their hair. Right. So, hey, try this you know, natural moisturizing spray. It's like a, uh, it's not just putting gook in your hair every day. It's kind of actually going to – not kind of, but it's going to actually um, help your hair, your follicles, so on and so forth. So I tell them everything I told you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they try it. They like it. Word of mouth. Somebody yeah. else tries it. Give them a travel size, something they can easily throw in their gym bag. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one integration. Um, we also plan on approaching our revenue model um, – I would say not the same way most hair companies do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're on e-commerce right now. The other way we plan on doing it is in the subscription model. Okay. Um, the good thing about our subscription model is you'll kind of be able to mix and match. So um, as opposed to being stuck with the same four every month, sure. uh, maybe the summer months and you want to switch up a product, uh, you know, 
whatever you want to do, we're going to make it that way. Another nice. way also is going to be by back barring. Mm-hmm. We've had some really good talks with a couple um, local boutique hotels um, that are interested in possibly putting our products in the room. Um, so we've spoken <laughs> with uh, the one hotel in New York and Miami um, as well. So we're really optimistic on a few of those things uh, happening really soon, but just trying to approach it uh, from a brand awareness standpoint that once people know about us, like sliced bread, you know, we're just going to take off. That's of course. So it, people are interested after this show today. How's the best way that um, the interest public can get a hold of you or their product? Give us all the information, how we can find out more about you. Yes, you can go to our website. It's Dao Detroit, D-A-O Detroit dot com. And also you can follow us on social media at the same handle, Dao Detroit at Dao Detroit on Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. And again, that's D-A-O Detroit. And you have a couple of big events coming up um, um, for product launch. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about those dates in case anyone out there listening can uh, attend? Yes. So actually this Friday, April 27th, from 5 to 7 p.m., we'll be at Detroit is the New Black. It's downtown 1426 Woodward Avenue. And we'll be having drinks, DJ music, um, samples, and ways to try the product, as well as a little bit of a what we're calling our testimonial booth, where we're going to ask attendees to tell and share their Defy All Odds story. We really want to hear how people around the city are defying all odds. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And anything else in the future, the coming weeks? Yes. So in the next couple months, our full product line will be launching. And you mentioned that earlier that yeah. we will have um, seven products, mm-hmm. um, including a shampoo, a deep conditioner, a leave-in conditioner, a hair growth serum, a control defining gel, as well as our um, natural moisturizing spray, all available online at com. I'm excited to try it. Mm-hmm. I have the spray already, and I'm excited about anything else. That yes, that and they're way. for all hair types. So I know a lot of people out there have been asking, who can use this? And it can be for anyone, male, female, child, and we're about promoting hair health. Well, thank you, Aaron and Will, for joining my show today. It was a, a complete pleasure and I think an honor to have you on since I've been, and I haven't been on the air for so long. So I appreciate everyone that's been listening to our show today. Please um, plug into Podcast Detroit for details on this podcast. Also, we'll be promoting it on our social media, um, all forms, Liz in Detroit as well. So you can recap on this show if you didn't get a chance to listen in today. Um, so I still have to talk about real estate, and it's an amazing time as I bring that in segue to the end of our show. Not only did I find Erin her place yes. in the Detroit marketplace, Love it. Um, but she knows how well things have really been propelling. Um, found you a place on Detroit's waterfront, which is on the brink of really catching on as we've seen so much along the Woodward Corridor really take shape. Yeah. We're seeing that filtering down along the Jefferson Corridor. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy to see that happening. Um, I've got a spectacular listing in Indian Village. I have an open house this coming Saturday and Sunday at 1796 Burns, um, 12 to 3 on Saturday and 1 one to four on Sunday, a spectacular house that actually has a three-car garage and a two-bedroom carriage house wow. above it. Mm. So it's a spectacular um, chance if you're looking to move into a historic home within the city of Detroit. Um, also, my continuous plug for the fabulous um, green build, the Kellerman 284 Elliott. Um, 
we are really pushing to have that development project done by October, earlier than our accepted, um, expected um, December delivery date. So if you're looking for a very green, sensible, sound investment in the city of Detroit um, for residents, you've got to check out the Kellerman Detroit. Um, the foundation walls are in. We've put the roof up. I can now do tours on site. So please reach out to me if you're interested in that product. We've got two units left to sell. Um, I've also got a spectacular penthouse uh, unit at Garden Court. It was the former Hiram Walker Sun residence. And it was also, the building also was um, coined as being the lookout tower during Prohibition across where the distillery was in mm, Canada. Wow, Hello. Hey, Come hey, back to Canada. Hey. Um, so a lot of history there. It's got beautiful wood detail work, original paneling, um, plaster detail work. Um, that devel- that project or that unit is now available on the market, um, 2900 East Jefferson Unit D800. Um, so reach out to me if you're interested in a private showing of that residence. I've also got some rentals coming up in Midtown um, late summer. So if you're looking for something, I've got that to accommodate, you know, from price points of 900 to 2000 a month. So reach out to me if you're looking for an exclusive rental in Midtown. Um, I've also got, what else am I missing, Newman? What am I saying in my inventory? Drawing a blank. 4221 um, Cass. Yes, 4221 Cass. Another great <clears throat> listing in the historic Stuberstone building, which a little bit of history there. It used to be the um, a known hideout for the Purple Gang back mm. in the day. Um, was also an old uh, uh, auto mechanics um, location. And the building is is built so strong where the current um, stairwells are used to be the actual um, drive-up ramps that you could get into the individual conveyor belts, which, of course, now it's been converted into condos. So it's got 13, 13 loft units within it, and I've got a spectacular unit that has potential to create a private rooftop deck. So lots of great things. We're seeing things emerge, you know, uh, great for the summer selling season in the city of Detroit. So again, if you're looking for a rental, something high end, something mid range, that new un unchartered neighborhood where things are moving, please feel free to reach out to me. LT at com. Did I say that right? LT at com, Or of course you can reach me at seller text at 313-617-2699. Thank all of you for listening to the show today. And I look forward to talking to you again um, next month. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you again. Thank you. God bless.